Welcome Welcome. to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. Cougars and wolves and bears, oh my, grizzly bears. I know, it's corny, stealing and rewriting a line from an old movie. But there's much going on that, well, you're not going to hear it on other talk shows. Hannity, Tucker, Ingram, and Lou Dobbs, they won't talk about, they'll talk about the politics and the corruption and the data, and the polls. But you won't hear them talk about the deep-seated problems that are plaguing a nation, ones that you never hear about, designed to take the land and move the people elsewhere. We've heard a lot about an Endangered Species Act. That's been going on for years. And how we should care all about the animals. Wouldn't it be a shame if we woke up one morning and all the eagles were gone and if all the black-footed ferrets disappeared, Al Gore's polar bears, the gray Indiana bat who shows up everywhere. I'm not a cold-hearted person, but I don't lay awake at night worried about these animals not being there in the morning. I do, however, worry about farmers and ranchers and those gassy cows coming up missing. Today's guest is Jim Beers. We're going to talk about many things, but let's talk about the real reason for the real wilding of America. Uh, Good morning, Jim. And before we get started, Jim, I do want to talk about the uh, wolf attack that just happened in Alberta, Canada to the campers. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm doing just fine. It's, it's, it's a great introduction you just gave me. You're, you're really up on this subject, and it's an honor to be with you here. I know just enough to be dangerous. <laughs> well, you know a little more than, than that. I, I, that. Rely on, I rely on people like you, and yesterday I had Mindy Patterson on. I don't know if you've ever met her, but she is fighting tooth and toenail against HSUS and ASPCA and PETA and and all those. So we're going to do a little campaign, try and get her on uh, Tucker Carlson. Maybe we should do that for you, too. Anyway, we're going to we're going to see how much pull I have, (laughs) but we're going to work on it. But uh, I did see in the reports yesterday and they barely mentioned it on anything. But the wolf attack in Alberta. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. Did you I'm certain you saw that report. Yes, I did. And Alberta, particularly in the western part where they've got those two big parks, Banff and Jasper, and British Columbia, are turning into two giant predator pits. And what I mean by that is British Columbia has, by just by fiat from their governor or whatever he's called, has protected all the grizzly bears, and they, they do not have enough people out killing wolves to keep their numbers down. And black bears are no longer hunted too heavily in British Columbia. And you've got cougars that you really can't get at other than if they're in your yard or something. So what's happened over the last 10 years and has happened in those two parks 
is that those predators have knocked way down the numbers of, of elk and deer and uh, caribou, which they feed on. And as, they, as that goes down, the number of predators increases. And as the number of predators increases, their need for food and space and everything comes into play, and they, they want to move out and be in other areas and compete with each other for food and all of this. And they wind up more and more in on livestock and as a threat around homes with kids in that. And when mm-hmm. it comes to those parks, not only like Yellowstone, you don't see moose anymore, and they can tell you all they want about its climate change, and that's because of wolves. But anyhow, and the the elk in Yellowstone are way, way down from what they were before there there were wolves introduced. But what you wind up with is these parks protect the predators absolutely. So as many predators as want to stay in the park or can make a living there, find enough food, will be there. And one of the big target areas is campgrounds and places, especially where there's garbage and where people occasionally feed them or something. So instead of keeping uh, wolves and grizzly bears and that out of and away from camping areas, which is what the government should be doing, and I'm not knocking the Canadian government here by any means, they are certainly no worse than the federal government here in the United States about this. Right. Because they, they keep pumping out all this stuff. Oh, it was his fault. He, he ran. He didn't puff up, you know, and he didn't carry his bear spray with him and all this other nonsense as people get killed and 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 maimed really badly by these animals and it's going to get worse because there's fewer and fewer uh, wildlife for them to feed on and this this idea that somehow it's all going to reach a, a natural balance somewhere is nonsense it's almost like a a war between two warring country, com, uh, countries between the prey and the predators as the numbers go back and forth and and they respond to one another's presence. And it's, it's a bad situation, but what we've got is governments that are catering to the people back in Ottawa and Montreal and Toronto, in the case of the Canadian government. And what we've got down here is the same thing. We've got a federal government that's catering to the people in Chicago and Seattle and San Francisco and New York and that Boston where all the big votes are. So when it comes time to doing something about any of this, the rural people have no say, not in the House, not in the Senate. And I I was very disappointed a, a couple of days ago to see that the Department of the Interior is letting the Fish and Wildlife Service and Park Service uh, go about introducing grizzly bears into the Cascades in Washington. I mean, they got enough mm-hmm. problems with them tucked away in the Selkirk Mountains up in the northeastern part of the state, above Spokane. Now they want to put them in the Cascades that run all the way down to Oregon and through Oregon, north and south, so that they're going to have grizzly bears from Canada all the way down to the southern uh, Oregon border, eventually, and then into California. And which brings up another subject that we can talk about, too, which is there is no limit to these animals when the federal government takes them over. They can say all they want about, oh, we're not going to have federal wolves in Missouri. But as soon as more than a couple of them start popping in there, coming down the river from Wisconsin or Minnesota or across the river from Illinois the same way, then all of a sudden the federal government steps in and says, oh, they're endangered, we're going to take care of this. They've got an unlimited... Um, mission in their own mind 
that they've got to put these animals everywhere. And the, and the more they get into these settled landscapes like Iowa and Missouri, the more problems they're going to be and the more inappropriate they are. But the rural people have nothing to say. You may have a lot of votes in St. Louis for doing it. I don't know how that voting thing would tip in in St. Louis, but certainly in Illinois, the people yes. outside the suburbs of Illinois might as well be living in Tajikistan for all the say they've got about what's going on around them, because the you city's know, politics runs it. So, yeah, this, and that's exactly you know, things a big deal. That's that's exactly why they want to change the um, the electoral college, or at least if they yep. can't get that changed, they want to change the regions and where they are, the the boundaries and such. Well, in this article, and then I'll throw this to the side, and we'll talk about the grizzlies. And uh, but in this article, they defend the wolf to some degree. This is the first time a wolf attack has been reported in a national park. He said it's been in some of the smaller parks, but not in the national park. And then they did hunt it down, and they said they checked the DNA, and they're very certain that they got the correct wolf, and they did put it down. But it said that he was unhealthy. He was in poor condition, uh, nearly at the end of his life. He was hungry is what he was. And he was probably contributing factor to his behavior was that. He was older, and he only weighed about 78 pounds instead of 100 to 150. Yeah, they they made up an excuse for the wolf. And I hear the music. Lions and tigers and bears, wolves and cougars and politicians. Oh, my. We will be right back. no fake news allowed. The cold, hard facts are what's happening in the West as well as where you are. Range Magazine's over 25 years of experience covers news that you'll never hear on mainstream media. As the winner of four consecutive Freedom of the Press Awards, Range Magazine is true to its written word. Journalism is not dead. Truth lives in Range Magazine. Don't miss the great stories, photos, and art that is featured in each of the Range Magazines. Call 1-800-RANGE-4-U. Ask CJ about her Buckaroo calendar or her latest book, as well as special offer for CSC Talk Radio listeners. Home, home on the range. Truth in Range Magazine educates Americans regarding the bureaucratic invasions in our lives, the taking of our land, life, and our liberty. Bring America home. Home to Range Magazine. Visit rangemagazine.com. Call them today, 1-800-726-4348. Tell them Beth Ann sent you home on the range. When I think of bringing America home, I think of family sitting around the table. As a young girl, it was my job to set the table. Setting the table meant tablecloth, plates, drinking glasses, and the flatware, which had to be placed correctly on the respective sides of the plates. Regardless of the time of year, sitting down at the table is an American thing to do. It's great family. Liberty Tabletop can help you set your table. They are the only flatware manufacturer in the United States of America, using high-quality 18 
1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. All that and with competitive prices. When you order, use the promo code BETHANN to receive 10% off of your order. Visit LibertyTabletop.com or give them a call the old-fashioned American way. 844-386-2338. That's 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. Let's set the table and bring America home. Melody Cedarstrom and CSE Talk Radio team up as Common Sense Voices of Integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interest of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit CSE Talk talkradio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading 1-800-375-4188 or online at dgscoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. We have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting with a good friend. He goes way back with us, way back. Um, Jim Beers. You know, Jim, yesterday morning I started out with my monologue with a really nice, nice note from a listener on Facebook. And he said he went all the way back to Dairy Days listening to me and Dairy and that he thought Dairy would be proud of me and, and carry it on. And I felt a little bit humbled because sometimes I feel like I fall so short. I need people like you and Mindy Patterson on more often to keep me and you know because i'm not a farmer i'm not a rancher i just have a love and love love for the rural america and and this nation and uh, i i'm so appreciative that you have been willing to come back on the air and and uh, we kind of lost contact and that we'll blame your computer we can blame whatever but the fact is we lost contact and we're back together and i really appreciate that and for those of you who may be just tuning in for the first time uh, jim beers is a retired fish and wildlife service service biologist and uh, he knows what he's talking about and uh, he used to work for the federal government but he got wise (laughs) and when he got wise they said maybe you should uh, you know take retirement isn't that what happened Jim (laughs) yeah that is that's what happened all right yeah but you know you met you in the email when you were talking about you know where we're going to talk about the grizzlies you mentioned in here uh, the the two Washingtons and how the lack of boundaries or borders for endangered species once again has created a disappointment from some of them in the Trump appointees, you know, because we haven't been able to drain that swamp and we still have no. things going on. I know uh, Bill Bullard talks about what a disappointment to the uh, the uh, U.S. Um, DA head has been and that he hasn't done what they said. But when you talk about these boundaries and borders, you know, everybody's talking about the invasion at the border, which is important. And we do talk about it quite a bit. But we have borders within here. 
and boundaries that are being ignored and people are being ignored, their safety. But uh, you mentioned just real quickly about them bringing in the grizzly bears. And I, I think I mentioned to you the last time you were on, we're seeing more and more black bears here in the, in the state of Missouri and other little animals that have worked their way across the borders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no boundaries. And, you know, it is dangerous, especially in the cities and um, the rural areas, too. You know, if you're out in the country, you can shoot one of them and get away with it. But if you're in the city, you can't hardly do that. Yeah. And uh, they have been seen getting into to trash cans that people have at the curb and that kind of thing. So let's talk a little bit more about this grizzly issue. Well, um, it's uh, first of all, I want to say that it, it, it's very helpful to me to talk to you and listen to you and have you ask me questions like this because it's really people like you that I'm trying to write for and speak to. And that's mm-hmm. people that love rural America and want to keep it in a way that's comfortable for humans and their, their way of life and their families, as well as a diverse wildlife around them. And it's a, it's a tough thing to come up with a way to speak about this. When we talk about grizzly bears, they're very dangerous and very cantankerous. They've killed a lot of people since the federal government started calling them endangered and spreading them out of the Yellowstone area, which is the only place they were left in the lower 48. There's been a lot of people killed, a lot of people maimed, and it's a very, very inappropriate animal to have in settled landscapes. And a settled landscape includes places where people camp and where they hike. And it's not just, you know, where there's a lot of condominiums. And those animals are now being used by the federal government to spread the federal government's land control and people control just exactly. like wolves. And it's all about got, that land. What? You bet it is. It's all about that people. land. That's Absolutely. right. But anyway, I thought that they would stop spreading grizzlies just like I thought they would do something about wolves when Trump got elected. But I've been mistaken. Right now, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the National Park Service, who are under the same assistant secretary in the Interior Department, are dealing with the state of Washington to put wolves into the Cascade Mountains, which is the middle part of the state and goes all the way from Canada down to through Oregon down to the Nevada-California border. They put them in there. They're going to be all over the place, all the way down there, and they're going to be bungling into to farmers and hikers and, and hunters and ranchers, dog people all over the place. And nobody's responsible for that. But anyway, here it is, the, the, the Department of Interior, who's put appointees in to run those two agencies and under a secretary of the interior that ostensibly represents what, what President Trump was saying to do. And I mentioned him not to be political, but because we haven't had anybody like that regarding these kind of environmental laws in my lifetime. Ever since they came up with this stuff back under Nixon and Ford, for various reasons, we've we've been going downhill. But now they're dealing to do that, and the state government, which should be opposing this on behalf of all the people that live in and anywhere near the Cascades, it's a it's a very progressive left wing government with the homeless people and the marijuana and the whole nine yards in there, and they are going along with the federal government here, which is doing the same thing it did under all the other presidents, going all the way back which is 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 really uh, mistreating the rural people 
And I, I want something that will tell you a little bit how this works. I also yesterday got a, a, a news article from the American Farm Bureau, or from, no, it was from, um, it was about the American Farm Bureau. I forget which paper it was from. Western, Western Ag Reporter, I think it was. Okay. The American Farm Bureau came out with a big statement to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service that they published saying that they wanted them to delist wolves. It's time that we delist the wolf. Well, they delisted the wolf and returned management in Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho because the people were bellering so much and screaming. But you, people need to step back and look at that right now. They delisted the wolves in those states that are overrun with them, and the state still has to maintain 100 packs or 30 packs or whatever it is and keep the not kill too many alpha males and all kinds of crazy requirements and the people in those NGOs that want this done the environmental and animal rights people they will be back in court in a heartbeat as soon as they get a better president back in which is just about anybody who might take the pres- current president's place out of either party to be honest with you They'll be right back in court screaming and yelling at the, at those states about they're not maintaining enough wolves because and you can't count them. So there's going to be you all know, kinds of lawsuits and crazy stuff. And the same thing's going to happen with these grizzly bears. Well, I was going to so, say, we'll go back to that, that Alberta wolf. He went into their tent. They were asleep. Yeah. And he went into their tent to grab them and was dragging the man out. Yep. As the man was fighting, he jumped between him and the kids and his wife, you know, and he exactly. kind of sacrificed himself. Now, let's take a different scenario. You know, a wolf is bad enough, and a wolf could have oh, done yeah. a lot of, lot more damage. What if that had been a grizzly bear? Well, you, you bungle into a grizzly bear, and it's usually going to be when you're moving or he's moving. You're in a very deadly thing. You know that, that thing you described in the tent? It happened yes. here in Minnesota about four or five years ago on wow. a big lake in northern Minnesota that I fish for walleyes in. Federal campground in the National Forest, all full of campers in the summer. All of a sudden, a teenage boy is being dragged away from his tent by a wolf that's got a hold of his head. His dad jumped out and drove it off, but the kid got all kinds of scars and stitches on his head and on his neck. And they they said they caught the wolf. And you know what the excuse was with that wolf? It wasn't that he was old and feeble and all of this. It was that he did an autopsy on him, and he had a deformed brain. So don't worry. <laughs> we'll never have another one of those. You know, they'll well, never have rabies. They'll never we can't, have, we can't you know. sell him a gun. He's mentally ill. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my exactly. gosh. Yeah. It's outrageous what's going on. But, you know, think about it. The newspapers all want to report this kind of stuff because they know people like it. So they want to stay on the right side, the good side of the state and provincial people in Canada, wildlife people. And those people feed them the kind of information that they want to hear, that these are all benign animals and they don't destroy anything. They're not destructive. They're not deadly. They're not dangerous. And all, that, and they play that stuff up to reinforce the urban stereotype of, of the rural parts of Canada and the United States being sort of a big zoo. And they can tell the people that run it, oh, we want to see more cats or we want to see more bears or whatever. And to heck with the people that they don't belong there to begin with. 
We're going into a break. I have an article here that I searched for you this morning. Did you feel that? I was I was uh, searching online for you. And uh, this is something that you wrote back in 2017. The grizzly bear love is like kissing a wolf dog. And there's one thing in there that I want to quote you as saying when we come back uh, from this break, because I think it is obviously it's still pertinent today. And I think maybe it's an eye opener for many people. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're not going to open up the phone lines today because Jim and I want to talk about this. We just don't get enough time. The hour goes so quickly. And uh, Jim has so much important news to tell you and facts. And we will be right back. with Range Magazine, packed with hard, cold facts regarding the battles we face out on the range and at home. Beyond the battles are beauty and pictures and words that will take you to another place and time. CJ and Range Magazine have produced a line of hardbound books that should be a part of your home library. The most recent publication is Cowboys and Critters, containing unique photos of the people and animals that make up the ranching world. These beautiful books, which make fantastic gifts, have won numerous awards, such as the prestigious Wrangler Award, first place in journalism, Will Rogers Gold Medal Award, so many honors, great photos, and wonderful poems and stories of the West, Reflections of the West, Brush Strokes and Balladeers, The M-Bar, The Call of the Cow Country. You can't resist the art and cowboy poetry books. Visit rangemagazine.com for a complete list of prices. Call 1-800-RANGE-4-U. That's 1-800-726-4348. Be sure to let them know Beth Ann sent you. There's nothing wrong with global communication. After all, high tech has made our world seem smaller. But now we hear terms such as global governance. Henry Lamb's book, A Short Course in Global Governance, is a clear education, indeed, regarding the importance of knowing and understanding global governance. Do you believe the U.N. should have power over the United States or any other nation? With global governance, there is no sovereign United States of America. Read firsthand and learn the true agenda of global governance. America says private property shall not be taken for public use without just compensation. However, global governance says private ownership of land contributes to social injustice. Public control of land use is indispensable. Learn more now. A short course in global governance is only $750. Visit our online store at csctalkradio.com or send $750 to P.O. Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018 for your A Short Course in Global Governance. A Moments from a Founding Father. Perpetual debt. Thomas Jefferson warned us of this. We must not let our rulers load us up with perpetual debt. The U.S. lives on debt. Our fiat money is nothing more than IOUs, promissory notes. A genius crime. Over a hundred years ago, Congress relinquished their duty to manage our economy and currency to a non-related government outsider, the Federal Reserve. Congress also decided to put the burden of income tax on we, the people. Life in America changed. Today, the taxes we pay are a substantial percentage of our personal incomes. The Federal Reserve controls the economy and currency by debt, and thus debt became accepted rather than rejected. Thomas Jefferson's warning, we must not let our rulers load us up with perpetual debt. Rulers, D.C. occupiers, elected officials, career politicians, the two-party system is now a monopoly. Congress is corrupt. We, the people, must demand Congress to stop the perpetual debt. 202-224-3121. Make your voice heard. 
Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for companies that stay with us through thick and thin and pain. Join us as we celebrate the companies who support this nation, support CSC Talk Radio. Our All-American Market page hosts companies who are now affiliates and sponsors of CSC Talk Radio, MyPillow, McCall's Candles, Liberty Tabletop, and there's more to come. Whether you contact them via website or by phone, you have to use the promo code BETHANN. These companies have endured the economic storms of bad trade policies and U.S. regulations, and they have earned your business. They take pride in their products. So visit the new webpage, csctalkradio.com, and click on the All-American Market button. That's csctalkradio.com, All-American Market button. And always use the promo code BETHANN. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I'm visiting today with our good friend Jim Beers. We're talking about the rewilding of America and the lack of common sense and the dangers that it does uh, that uh, against the American people, um, the citizens. In this particular article... Uh, which is always your articles are so good. Uh, you had a little picture. There's a picture. I have I have to confess, I might have confessed this to you before. I have a fear of bears. I have since I was a little girl. And every now and then I have a reoccurring dream of a very large bear peeking in the window coming after me. <laughs> so, so I do not like bears. And this one picture here, it's got this man. I don't know who he is. I, I, I took the caption out because it didn't really mean a whole lot to the article. It, with what I wanted to share today. And the bear's got his the man's face, you know, around his mouth. He's got the bear's mouth is around the man's face. Something like that is disturbing. <laughs> but anyway, you said in this article, as rural America becomes a wasteland of enormous, intense, destructive fires due to no timber management, as desirable wildlife disappears thanks to predators, and as deadly and dangerous wildlife increasingly grows unmanaged thanks to bad new laws and ideologue, ideologue bureaucrats, the bureaucrats will sit at their desks in the in this new normal world, est- estimating how long to retirement, the professors will begin wondering why a nation of trillions in debt no longer funds wildlife research for things of no economic or social benefit. The politicians will harvest their millions of unreported lobbying money. Non-tribal Americans will pour millions into the casinos for tribes to continue the dissolution of rural America. And radical environmentalists will continue churning out documentaries and magazines full of dire predictions about this and that critter and this and that critter that demands you send them money before it is too late, etc., etc. While non-tribal Americans scoff at this, many tribal communities and governments see this as not only likely but inevitable. I think we're seeing this. You wrote this back in 2017. But I think we're seeing this takeover and this this mess, obviously, that it, 
you mention it in this article, but I didn't read that part. But Agenda 21 has an awful lot to do with what's going on. And the Green New Deal, I'm certain you've read that. It is just yep. another make of Agenda 21, mm-hmm. rewilding America, moving the people away. And cows, you know, by the way, God didn't realize cows were dangerous to the earth when he created them. And uh, it just goes on and on. And we see it as ridiculous and we scoff at it. But we can't keep scoffing at it. We've got to do something about it. And so I'm going to let you truth. take it from there with this with this article. Boy, isn't that the truth? I mean, I, with the way you just said it there at the end, we've got to start doing something about this. What you're talking about there is the our federal government, the Canadian government, in mm-hmm. cahoots with the U.N. and the International Union for the Conservation of Nature, rewilding and making larger and larger no-people zones in Europe and North America. They can't pull this stuff off too easily in Asia, except for India, where they'll, they get them like Africa, they get them hooked on U.N. money and grants that they give the government, so the government lets them pretty much do whatever they want. Carried on the shipping, stick. you know, trophies or hunting or whatever else. But mo- the rest of, of Asia... They, they don't have any leverage to do that. But the, the level of, of lying about these things, yesterday I got, I got a report. It was in German, so I had to, had to change it. But in, in uh, the, the U.N. and the European Union claim that they have only 59 wolves in Germany, 59. And some people are saying, well, we've got 930, we think, in wolves in, here in Germany. And these professors did a study of the data that they've got and the places that they've had complaints and everything. And they placed the, the, uh, the wolf population in Germany alone at over 6,000 wolves. Now, that kind of disparate numbers are what, what they depend on here to go into court. Why, Dr. Beers here is a professor of uh, wolves or whatever, and he says that there's only a few out there and, and there's, they need more alpha wolves and the, the packs don't have enough puppies and blah, 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 blah. And the judge calls you or me, and what are your credentials? Well, I worked with this, that, and that doesn't count. What about your academic credentials? So they don't listen to it, and they know that that's how this runs. And the bureaucrats and polit- politicians in Washington, as well as in some of the state governments. You've got people in the state wildlife agencies that are fully complicit in all this stuff about moving people out for grizzly bears and wolves and free-roaming buffalo and cougars and black bears, you know, making it a, a wild a wild area that the urban people think is just, just wonderful. And it's not. And we've got to somehow get the, the rural people's voices heard about this instead of this one by one oh what do i care about the grizzlies going into the cascades i don't live in washington i don't care about that or what do i care about the what they're doing in montana with closing down all the grazing allotments here you know i i don't care about that the, i think it sounds good that we'd have more grizzly bears and wolves and blah 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 and all this it, it it's a self-perpetuating machine where the the bureaucrats get more higher grades and more bonuses, more people to work for them and bigger budgets and better retirements, 
the more this stuff multiplies and the more they have to claim that they've got to go do this and that because the politicians just passed this bill or some contrived court judge who they purposely went to in cahoots with the uh, NGOs that, that want this done, the, the Defenders of Wildlife and National Wildlife Federation and PETA and the rest of them. They go into a, a judge with the regulations that they have written, and the judge says, why? That's right. You guys are correct here, you bureaucrats. Go ahead and do more of this. That's essentially what just keeps going on, and it just keeps increasing and getting worse and worse and worse. And as we talk and about wolves and grizzly bears and free-roaming buffaloes, another one that they're trying to concoct now, and people in North Dakota say, oh, they can't put them here. Well, this is all green country here. We're growing corn out there now. We're, you know, they'll never put them. Well, they will put them there. They'll yes, put them they in the Dakotas, and they'll put them over in Wyoming, and they'll put them up in Montana. And wherever they go, like the grizzly bears, you better stay away from them because the federal government's got their finger in this. So, you know, I, I have a lot of this is government money. It's tax dollars that are going, they're being spent against the American people. That's right. <laughs> and um, I had, I'm bringing on an organization called CO2 uh, Coalition, and what they are is telling the truth about CO2, mm-hmm. uh, and we're putting an end to some of this, these lies that are being told to the American people about CO2 being awful and terrible, and we're going to die in 12 years. And I asked him, I said, you know, it came to my attention, because he's going to be on here in another couple of weeks. And I said, I just dawned on me, because I've known this for a long time. I said, what are the statistics? Do we have any numbers of how many of these institutions that come up with all this data are getting are getting government money and how much money is being spent on that? Which is, And he gives me this long answer here, which I, is just priceless. And it's the same thing with Rewilding America and the Agenda 21, the Green New Deal. It all goes together hand in hand. People have got to understand that the lie of climate change and the lies of rewilding America and the Endangered Species Act and all this wonderful, warm, fuzzy stuff that we need to save these polar bears from the ice and the grizzly bears are so cute. It all is the same thing. It's taking the land and controlling the people. And, you know, they want a few less of us. And uh, I'm going to share this with you when we come back. I think you'll get a big kick out of how he did this. And uh, it was just off the cuff. He just uh, threw it to me in an email. And I, it, it's, it all fits together, Jim, every bit of it. You've been listening to CSE Talk Radio. We're headed into a break. Jim and Beers and I will be with Common Sense right back. I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing 
manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. Get a two-pack of my pillow premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at MyPillow.com or call 1-800-978-6168. Use promo code Bethann. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Our founding fathers knew that the heartland would be coveted by those who want the land and its resources or hated by those who simply do not understand its value. It is that simple. And yet today, the humble folks in the heartland are losing jobs and feeling the pressures from an out-of-control bureaucracy as well as outsiders with agendas. From the heartlands of America come our food, manufacturing, and our energy. CSC Talk Radio is a voice crying from the heartland and standing up for rural America. And so is Power the Future. Power the Future is a unique foundation established to be the voice for rural American energy jobs. Daniel Turner is a strong advocate pushing against those who would like to punish rural folks and take their jobs for the sake of climate change or the land and its wealth. I'm proud to be a part of Power the Future and bring Daniel Turner here to you. Our future depends on it. Let's power the future as we bring America home to common sense jobs and give our rural families a voice. Visit PowerTheFuture.us. PowerTheFuture.us is the way to bring America home. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee Guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. And like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling one 800 Nine seven eight six one six eight, and use the promo code Bethann to get thirty percent off plus free shipping. When I think of bringing America home, I think of family sitting around the table. As a young girl, it was my job to set the table. Setting the table meant tablecloth, plates, drinking glasses, and the flatware, which had to be placed correctly on the respective sides of the plates. Regardless of the time of year, sitting down at the table is an American thing to do. It's great family. Liberty table. Tabletop can help you set your table. They are the only flatware manufacturer in the United States of America. Using high-quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. All that and with competitive prices. When you order, use the promo code BETHANN to receive 10% off of your order. Visit LibertyTabletop.com or give them a call the old-fashioned American way. 844-386-2338. That's 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. Let's set the table and bring America home. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Now, Jim, when I ask um, Dr. Uh, Patrick Moore about this, what? How much money was being spent? I wanted dollar numbers. I didn't think anybody could actually give them to me. 
but I want dollar numbers. I want the American people to realize how much money has been put in to creating climate change. And if you just stand back and you watch all these that are fighting it, fighting for it, I'm fighting against it, (laughs) you could see how wealthy they are becoming as they jet set around to tell you you can't take your little car here or there, your family vacations, you need to watch your uh, P's and Q's on your furnace and your air conditioning and blah, 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 blah. We also hear that these animals are misbehaving because of climate change. So this all works together. And when I ask him the questions, here's, here's what his answer was, Jim. It is important to note that the scientific associations are not science organizations, but rather political organizations whose purpose is to defend the interest of their members. The climate science industry is huge, and most of the science money is from governments these days. Many politicians want a reason to alarm the public so they can claim to save them from the danger. It is a powerful convergence of interests among key elites, the Greens, the media, including Hollywood, the political left and the right in some cases, the crony capitalists, green energy, and the climate scientists, virtually all on serial public grants. They say the science is settled, but for some reason their need for further research is insatiable to to, to it all. They just want to keep spending money. He says, I could go on and on, but he didn't. Now, Dr. Moore was a co-founder of Greenpeace, and he has a video out there about why he left Greenpeace. <laughs> and, you know, so people can wise up and change their minds about what's going on. And uh, that is indicative. What he said there, the spending of government money, tax dollar monies, is the same thing as with Agenda 21 and the rewilding of America, bringing the wolves back, bringing the grizzly bears back, regardless of what danger uh, it brings to the American people. It's all about taking the land and taking control. And you and I know that, and and Dr. Moore knows that. He may not understand that it's about taking the land, but he does understand that it's a a hoax and it's not real, and the, the science they're giving to everyone is not science. That's very true. And as I work with predators, these grizzly bears and wolves, the the states the states that have them right now the federal government put them there the states that have them are spending millions and millions of dollars babysitting them protecting them here censusing them there going into lawsuits here uh, administering uh, the, the public relations work over here finding uh, coroners that'll do autopsies that they can depend on and i'm talking about crooked coroners too I, that's been the case yes. with two different attacks by wolves but be that as it may, that that in and of itself, that diversion of that money, and once they, they turn the wolves back over to the state where they act like, oh, let's delist the wolves and we give them to the states, and, and they need to take care of them now. I, I was at a meeting in Wisconsin a couple of years ago, and, and the head guy for the wolf program was there from Wisconsin Game and Fish, he's for DNR, a nice guy. I go up and talk to him during a coffee break, and I said, well, how much are you really spending here in Wisconsin on wolves? Well, well, $750,000, really. I said, what, what number is that? 
well, that's the number in the uh, in the uh, budget that we get from the state uh, to mm-hmm. do wolf work. I said, well, does that cover the law, the all of these wardens that have to go on calls about wolves and depredation? Well, well, no, that's that's law enforcement. Well, I said, does that cover you guys doing uh, census work? Yes, he says, pretty much, but it doesn't pay for the volunteer part of it and supplying them with things. I said, does that pay for the biologist that used to be an upland biologist and his car and his gas and his office if he spends 50% of his time each year on wolf stuff, which they're doing? Well, yes. no, of course not. That comes out of this budget. What they're doing is they're starving all these other things. They don't even understand it, the, the guys in the field. The ones that are in charge know what they're doing. But the, the thing is, as they spend that money, that work doesn't get done on upland game management, on deer management, and all of those things to report on what the predators are doing to them or why you don't see this anymore or whatever, why there's more diseases out there and all of this. It's all going into this propaganda for for wolves, but not to worry because the same people are getting paid more and bigger salaries all the time because they're hiring more people to do this with that money and they're diverting the time of the wardens and everybody else into doing it. And I can't get any documents. I did that with the federal government. I mean, I knew how to go through their budget and see where the money was really going. And when money was not supposed to go there, was going there anyway, which is how I discovered that theft of 45 to $60 million 20 years ago and wound up testifying mm. before Congress about it. But I can't get those kind of numbers from the state, much less the federal government. The federal government is doing the same thing with what they tell the public they're spending on these various land grab things and what's really being spent on them, where they divert migratory bird money or fishery money or law enforcement money over to do, and refuge money, over to do this endangered species work. And the employees, nobody will say anything about it. Isn't this a form of money laundering? You bet. Oh, it's big big time (laughs) money laundering. And when we talk about the poor management, you know, we're having the poor management in... uh, Regarding the force and 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 the fires, yep. That's Same why those fires there. are there is from poor yep. management or no management. That's but right. yet money's being spent there, and there's and no more revenue coming in from the grazing allotments they shut down. The logging that they should be doing because it's a renewable resource and it's good for the the communities and it's good for the economies there. They're not doing that anymore, so they're not getting money back on that. It's all coming to Tinkerbells to go out there and get paid big salaries <laughs> to just go around and look at things and say, oh, it's wonderful. Look at the beautiful view out of here. And they, and right. they point exactly at the people. Yeah. They point at the right. people. They caused this fire. The people caused this fire, and we know that that is not true. Amen. And, uh, you know, when these animals that we're talking about, folks, we're just about out of time, when the wolves get hungry— They'll come into the tents. When the grizzly bears run out of elk, they're going to start moving, and they're going to move into your area. You know, Missouri's full of deer. I bet they taste pretty good to those grizzly bears. Oh, and bet. I don't know that they'll come this far, but I'm just saying, they, they know no boundaries when they're hungry, and they will move. Keep in mind that all those animals they claim were out in the prairies, too. The fact that you've got corn out there right now is not going to stop these people. They're going to try Absolutely. and rewild that, too. Nope, nope, nope. We don't need it. We can get all our food from China or someplace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Russia. It's Russian bears. That's what's happening. (laughs) Jim, thank you. We're out of time. We'll have you back on here in just uh, another few weeks, and I appreciate all that you're doing so, so very much. I'm giving a good talk in Spearfish, South Dakota in two days, and I'll send you a copy of it. I've got some good stuff in there. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and I appreciate all that you do. You know, you're not going to hear this anywhere else. No one else is going to talk about what's really going on. Those D.C. occupiers occupying offices and cutting deals, they want to take your land and control you. And it's up to you to bring America home. CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business. Radio is a powerful way to brand your company and increase your profits. Find out how to join CSC Talk Radio, help educate and activate America, and grow your business at the same time. Looking for new customers? Looking to have your business reaching out from sea to shining sea? Advertise with CSC Talk Radio. Believe in your product? Let Beth Ann be your personal spokesperson to properly brand your product and company. It's simple, easy, and affordable. Grow your business, grow common sense, and together we will bring America home. To be a part of CSC Talk Radio, call 573-796-2166. That's 573-796-2166. Or send email to beth at csctalkradio.com. Gold and silver have been the foundation of wealth for individuals and nations the world over. The history of man is packed with coins, jewelry, and artifacts that have spoken to the intrinsic value esteemed in gold and silver due to their rarity, durability, and usefulness. I'm proud to call Melody Cedarstrom a friend and honored Discount Gold and Silver Trading is a loyal sponsor of CSE Talk Radio, a Christian company founded on the principles of truth and honesty. Melody provides quality products, quality service, and competitive pricing. Let Melody's over 20 years of experience in gold Gold and Silver Trading be your investment guide. From Precious Metals Purchases to Precious Metals IRA. Whether you want to buy or sell, Melody and her team at Discount Gold and Silver will assist you and make sure you get the best deals possible. Call Melody and tell her thank you for sponsoring CSE Talk Radio and then let her know you want her to be your gold and silver dealer. Visit Melody online at dgscoins.com or just give her a call. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Serious about making a difference? We know exactly where you're coming from. We are the Loving Liberty Radio Network. 